What's kicking chickens? Welcome back to Can We Fix It? I'm your host, Maura Walsh, joined as always by my lovely and talented co-host, Jen the Vulpinator Douglas. How you doing, lady? I'm great. I know. Now that we have established that we're doing shows every other week, Jen can actually, like, Jen and I, but I don't know, just Jen. Fuck Jen. I've been getting my A-game. Jen is the one who's been tearing this family apart. No. (laughs) Jen and I can finally give our A-game because there were so many weeks where, like, you're fucking overwhelmed, you got shit to do, and just like, fuck, we gotta do a goddamn episode. And now that we actually have time to plan and get our shit together and organize, like, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm so pumped, especially because our guest today is the one, the only, Lenny Co. You may know Lenny as the motherfucker who came within 300 votes of unseating the Senate president last cycle, who is back once again for blood, no doubt. Um, Lenny, thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you for having us in your gorgeous-ass house. <laughs> Lenny made us calzones and martinis, and he pulled out an electric calzone saw, and we are moms who like if we're being honest anytime that somebody makes like anytime that somebody feeds me and i did not put any effort in i'm like exactly so much do you want to get married this weekend yeah um if if lenny wasn't gay we'd be like totally hitched right now but amazing but from what we hear his husband is fucking hilarious so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna play that game yeah we're not Um, gonna try still away so, Lenny, thank you so much for being on the show. We are so excited to have you. Hello. Um, this is going to be, you know, like hard-hitting questions. You know, obviously, Can We Fix It does not fuck around when it comes to our interview style. Um, and, you know, we need to ask you the questions that, like, people really, really care about to, like, get to know you as a candidate. Exactly. Um, like, like we like to say, this is not friendship it's business but you know, like we know we, you're gonna be our friends still at the end of this so like yeah, and, don't and take offense don't take offense so like we're you know we're not gonna throw you softballs but anyway um starting with the classic can we fix it question which apparently is something we're gonna ask of all of our candidates um why do you run as a democrat if um the party is <laughs> honestly like republican at this point and also hates you I have, I, I, it goes back to Bobby Kennedy. Oh, no, it really does. I love Bobby. Bobby Kennedy was a true Democrat. He was a populist. He believed in bringing everybody into the equation. He went every, he went to places that nobody else would go to. And that's why I remain a Democrat. It's that, that belief in him and what he said to me. I'm a lot older than you guys. So I actually remember him speaking and I, I have his book, but. It that is why I'm a Democrat. Exactly why. It's oh, really actually a really good, good answer. answer. Yeah. Gross. I'm sorry. Did I, no. Was that a downer? No. no. <laughs> that was actually that was a that was kind of a really heartfelt answer, and I like that. See, I might be one of the best answers we've received. When when I became a Democrat, because I was an independent when I first registered to vote, um, my parents were both independent, and I also never met a politician that I liked, so I was like, I'm going to stick to the middle. Um, and it wasn't until things started getting really spicy with the Republican Party that I was like, you know what, I am going to register as a Democrat just because like, I want to be as far away mm-hmm. from Republican as possible. And I don't want people to look at me as an independent and be like, Oh, is she like a little on the conservative side as opposed to like, no, I don't believe in either of them. 
Yeah. And also it's so hard in Rhode Island to run as an independent because there's no structure for it. Right. That's the whole thing. Like I run as a Democrat for purely fucking selfish reasons. Like A, I don't want to be seen as a Republican and B, there's no infrastructure to run as an independent. I I want, you know, technically van access and the ability to have you know, something to as soon make as, it as easy as possible to run. As soon as they come up with a party that's lefter than Democrat. I'm sure I'm down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm totally I'm down in. for that. But for yeah. now I'm down. But I really you like your answer. Said, I'm going to use yours from now on. No, but you know what's sad? And I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. That both parties have become uh, monochromatic. Mm-hmm. They've become monochromatic. Where at one time... The Democrats came up with a bill and the Republicans put the teeth in it. And there was this cooperation between them. The country actually moved forward. Now, there was? The, there was? I know. I just, I literally mean like I'm only 31. So like not in my lifetime. I've, I've never, I'm not questioning. You're, I've just, I've never seen a government that works. And so I had no concept. Pre-Ronald that Reagan. Ever... Pre-Ronald Reagan. Oh my God. Okay. Right. We we're going had, back. It was before you were born. Right. Yeah. It's, I've literally, literally never had a government that worked. And so it was so, literally blowing my mind that born. I'm like, wait, they, they used to work like together to yes. get things. Yes. They really did. Pre-Ronald Reagan. And then Ronald Reagan came in and he deregulated everything. We had this massive shift of wealth to the top. And that's when the Republican Party really went one way and the Democrats went the other. And it, it's been a split ever since. So Yeah. But at the same time, like. Like, I like what you said about them being monochromatic because I feel like a lot of times Rhode Island, especially Rhode Island Republicans and Rhode Island Democrats are often inter fucking changeable from each other. No. Like you look, you know what I mean? No. No. You don't. Like you look at a Doc Corbacy and if I did not. They both want to fuck the little guy. Right. Yeah. If I did not know, if I did not see him at the Democratic Party meetings and know, like there's nothing about that man that makes my brain go like, oh, that guy's a fucking Democrat. Like anti-choice, anti-gay marriage. Yeah. Like anti uh, uh, like initiatives Gold for affordable housing. Gold yeah. star from the NRA. Like, just, I don't, wait, what? I don't understand. I'm very Look confused. at the redistricting. Look what just happened with the redistricting. Yo. It was, I, and I wrote an article about this. Red state tactics in a blue state. Yeah. Oh. They, it was a free-for-all for, um, a, it was a power grab and a financial grab. Let's not talk about Senator Archibald, but... No, but but let's though a little bit because this is a thing that I used to explain to people who are not from Rhode Island. And granted, gerrymandering happens everywhere. Gerrymandering is the practice by which you cut a district um, specifically so that you can include and exclude desirable or undesirable areas. So like, for example, I used to make the joke in District 3. Everything that the poor touches is mine. <laughs> if you see front lawns, you've gone too far. <laughs> okay. We don't but have those. They here. would literally go out it like if somebody's house was nice enough, they would cut it out of my district so as not to fuck over their property values with my garbage district's property values. <laughs> like we were just like a literal amalgamation of like every poor 
like area within, you know, my neighborhood that you could include because no rich person wanted to be in D3. No business wanted to be included in D3. Our, like just our property values were in the toilet, even though we were in Providence. So our rents were fucking sky high and our mortgages were sky high because every time Brown University and, and your insurance, well, every time Brown University, and, yep. every time Brown University buys a new building that turns into nonprofit, untaxable housing, where does that tax go? It gets rolled into the existing housing market. So every time that PC and Rick and Brown and Jaywoo, all Providence colleges, buy up properties and label them as college properties, which are now no longer fucking taxable, where those taxes have to fucking come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so what happens? Your property taxes go up. Your car taxes go up. Your fucking, I mean, the car insurance is just because in Providence, there are no rules on the road. It's like Mad Max. It's like, it's like Thunderdome. It is. It's like it's Thunderdome. Thunderdome. It's like, just, there are, yeah. that's why our insurance is so high because like we literally play bumper cars for yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's for alpha status. That's how, that's how it works in the city. Um, but no, I, I fully, I, I, it, it blows my mind that, that we can just keep ballooning this to a point where I'm like, how many buildings are you allowed to have that we're calling essential? <laughs> like, are all of these essential? Seems like a lot of essential buildings. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, this is, okay, so here is what is funny about our interview list for this particular interview is I know that the three of us are fucking chatty Cathy's. <laughs> We're never going to get through all of these questions, No, so here's the thing is with Cynthia, we had like a list of like 10 or 12 questions. With Lenny, we have four. <laughs> because I just knew that this shit was going to go off the rails. Yeah. In a phenomenal way. I'm okay with that. Um. So the next question is, if you were going to get caught, and I'm not asking you to, like, divulge any crimes you have committed, right? But, like, if you were going to get caught shoplifting something. Like, hypothetical crimes. It's a hypothetical, hypothetical crime, crime situation. If you, were to get, <laughs> if you were to get caught shoplifting something from, say, like, I don't know, like a CBS like or something. Or Walgreens or something. Or like, and, like... Oh, like a like a formative age, you know, when your brain is still developing, like 42, 43, something like that. All right, like wait, you, so what year was it? Wait, year? Lenny, how old are you? I'm 62. No oh fucking God. way. What? You must moisturize as <laughs> fuck, bro. Do you have like no. a vat of Cerave up in your bedroom that you just dip yourself in at night? Cryo you are remarkably well-preserved. So. <laughs> Well preserved. That was such a creepy way to put that. <laughs> like he's yeah, a dad. He has not a line on his face. Yeah, All right, so listen, listen. No, wait. So how old? What year was I in the forties? What, what? I don't fucking know. I so studied math. Twenty years ago. No, right? time out. Time out. I asked this woman on our vacation trip <laughs> what age she was when she gave birth. To her first child. Yeah. A thing you would think would be like fucking memorable, right? This bitch had to do the math from how old her daughter was. Sat there and was like, well, Ellie's 18, so let's paint. Oh, how thank God you remember how old she was. And it, I, I was like, you don't remember. 
Was that not a big day for you? Math-wise, it wasn't. Like, it was a big deal. It was July. It was the summertime. But I don't remember the dates so much. Blew my mind. Yeah. Blew my mind. Well, I remember now I was, what, 30? Was that what we came up with? No, 23. You're not even fucking close. I was not 23. Oh, no. You were 29. Thank you. You were 29. Okay, I'm glad you remember because I, I already forgot. You already forgot. Yeah, yeah, got it. Anyhow, so I, I have no 40. fucking idea how old you were in the 40s. <laughs> were you alive in the 40s? No, no we're, we're asking when he was in his 40s, 40s, you drunk bitch. Get it together, girl. We are professionals-ish. Come on! I was told there would be no math tonight. Thank you very Nobody much. Nobody promised that. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Lenny makes a very nice martini, everyone. Thank so, you very right, much. So if I, all right, so I'm 63, so it was 20 years ago, and we're in 2022, right? Yeah. So it was in the 2000s. 2000s, okay. It was in the early aughts. All right. So let's see. What was, all right, what's a gay man steal? In the 2000s from a drugstore. Lube? No. Oh, no, okay. No, 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 no. Jessica Sands in lip gloss? No. Um, Glitter? Oh, what was... Oh, okay. <laughs> Depilatory. <laughs> That's actually not a terrible answer. No, you know why? Because during that year, remember men didn't have hair on their bodies? Smelled oh. awful. So, it would be... <laughs> That is such a good, you did like mental research on that and I'm proud of you for it. So you would um, have, you would have stolen depilatory. Yeah, but it would have been the masculine bottle. <laughs> so the big black one. Yep. So specific. <laughs> well, so, so that's the thing is that like Dominic was literally you. already in the state house when he got caught shoplifting condoms that he like literally put in his sock like a fucking child. And that, that was the part of it that like, just put it over the edge for me in terms of absurdity. So this was where I thought your guys were being like fucking assholes. I'm like, you, Listen, I what thought, happens when people are teenagers is not fair game. That was the thing. I thought he was like 20 when this happened. And I'm like, you guys fucking suck. Like you're making fun of a man who for stealing condoms when he was like 18, 20 years old. I did not know that he, he was, was literally like, like in a like, like a grown like ass a man. Grown ass man. Like a already like working at the state house, like a grown like a ass man. man. Was he was he married and like cheating on his wife? Like I, I he I, was I, I married at the time, time, but I don't know if I mean if there was if a backstory is what maybe it was like he and his wife hadn't fucked in so long she was like, We're fucking tonight. And he was like, I didn't save money for condoms. This is a once in a year thing. I gotta go. Okay, okay. yeah. And make it sound like he was cheating on his wife if he wasn't. Like that's like an asshole thing for me Can to do. Back I don't want to do that. Backstroke. Backstroke. Back, 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 back it up. <laughs> Why would you do that if you're in a committed relationship? You don't, I don't need know. protection. Maybe, well, maybe well, I mean, you don't. Obviously, like, when you got abortion parts, like yeah, you want to fucking wrap that. Yeah, shit. but you have birth control. I mean, you have. Yeah, but hormonal that's birth control. Not necessarily my job. If she wasn't, why uh, I gotta oh, wear a bulletproof vest when I, you I, could just shoot blanks? Okay, I all right. I crossed the line. I'm sorry. No, no. This is this no, is no, actually not a thing that like. Why would you? Can know? I be honest with you? Can I be honest with yeah. you? Yeah. I am. I I never understood 
in my whole life why women have to have the burden of birth control. Well, obviously, right? No, when I'm no I don't mean it. I don't mean it as. No, I'm in full agreement with you. I, I, I don't mean it as fully like, in agreement. With I you. just never understood why women have to have the harder job. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I fully appreciate that. Like I, um, I was talked about on the podcast about how I had a cyst burst at work, I, and yay! Here. Thank you for saying that because it's a burden that we like silently carry. And like I said on the podcast recently that like I had a cyst burst at work and my, my boss, who is like an absolute saint who I love to no end, like looked at me and was just like, man, it is so much harder to be a woman. Mm-hmm. And I, and like, it's a thing that I've said to Malcolm. We're like, it's harder to be a woman than it is to be a man. I said, it's not your fault that it's harder to be a woman than it is to be a man. Right. I said, but always keep it in mind when you're talking to women right. that it is harder to be a woman objectively than it is to be a man. Exactly. No, but it's, it, no, no. It's what society does to women. Hmm. You know, like I had a stern lecture about he, like the pronoun, mm-hmm. that that's based on violence. Hmm. And that that's why they said they had enough and they started to use pronouns, pronouns instead of sir, Mr. Mrs. Because it's a, it's violence and it subjugates women. And I, it was a very, it was eye opening because I, I really have a hard time with the pronouns. I'm being honest with you because it's not my generation, but once I understood, I had a lot more respect for it. And it, and, and it doesn't subject, like, I, there's it, only one word, Mr. Whether you're married, you're single, no, you're yeah. young, you're old, it's Mr. The only time it changes is when you are, oh, am I, I possessed by a man? Mrs. Yeah. Am I, yeah. am I single? Miss. Am I, are we not sure whether she's single or you're or, a Ms. You're a Ms. Like that, that was a thing that I didn't realize until very, very recently. It was like a meme or something going on the internet. That right. I was like, that never occurred to me. Yeah. Never yeah. one time occurred to me. Yeah, um, that's true. Until you're in possession of a man. Yep. Yeah. Which man owns you? Yeah. Who do I talk to about shutting this broad's mouth? Exactly. Someday. Is it your husband, your father, your eldest brother? What do we yeah, mean? which one is it? Someday you guys have to read a, the, a series of books. It's called My Brilliant Friend. And it starts post-World War stuff post world war Italy and it's about two girls that are very very intelligent and they didn't know what to do with it they still don't know what to do with intelligent women mm-hmm. they still don't look at the uh, what was the Kennedy sister right Rosemary yeah wasn't she the one that was like a little too sassy and they were like cut that shit out yeah cut quick. that piece of her brain out <laughs> no but they still don't she know what to do with that... intelligent women so yeah and it, it follows them through their lives and the struggles that they have and how, how what they're labeled as and everything. And it, it really opened my eyes to win, like women's, the struggle that women have and how this society has their, that, that, that the society has their neck, their knee on their neck. So they can't actually develop into be the person that they should be. I feel like COVID also really exacerbated or like accentuated rather uh, the sacrifices that women make in circumstances of extreme duress in Mm -hmm. that like there was, there were so many women that dropped out of the workforce during COVID because kids were not going to school. Somebody had to watch the children. It obviously wasn't going to be the husband. Right. (laughs) 
And so all these women women just drop out out of the fucking workforce. And now, like, I am in a very unique situation wherein my kid's dad and I have not been together pretty much since my kid was born. Like, Mm -hmm. my kid was six weeks old when I left his dad. Mm -hmm. And we have always worked opposite shifts. Jeff is a police officer. He works overnights. And I've always worked during the daytime. And so I definitely feel for him because right now our kid is in public school. And regularly we get a call at eight o'clock on a Tuesday night that Wednesday morning is going to be distance learning. And Jeff is the one who handles it because he doesn't work during the day. But I always think of those parents that don't have that option. Those parents that both work nine to five jobs that are banking on their kid being in fucking school. For the like during the work hours, mm-hmm. what the fuck do you do on a Tuesday night at eight p.m. when school calls you and goes, "Not today, Satan," and just like, "Hey, like, oh shit, okay, rock paper scissors, who's gonna lose a sick day?" Like that blows my mind. Like we've been very, very lucky and blessed in that we've always worked opposing shifts. But like, how the fuck you navigate that? Yeah, like. A, a global pandemic where all of a sudden you still have to go to work, but your kid no longer has daycare, like school, after school, any of that shit. Yeah, but look at all the single mothers. Like when I was canvassing, I can't even tell you the amount of women that I met that worked at the markets, worked, they, they. Essential oh, jobs. jobs. Yeah. Oh, I, I'll never forget it. I met this woman at her door. And she says, you and I are essential workers. Everybody loves nursing now and everybody loves the grocery clerk. And her and I were hysterical, but she had to figure out how to make sure that her kids were getting, because they had to stay home. Mm -hmm. Right. And they had to be on the computer. computer, Right. Who the fuck is going to make sure that happens? What are you just going to FaceTime up? Yep. And she can't leave them at home alone. Right. Because that's illegal. All right. So now this poor woman has to go to work nights. Right, change she has your to schedule. Sh- change your schedule, work nights, and go back. And in the morning, when most people, like most, because I've worked night shifts. Yeah. When you would be wanting to go to bed, make sure her kids are at school. Yeah. Doing everything. So she was actually living on four hours of sleep. Yeah, I believe Christ. it. I have never been so happy when COVID started to have kids that were older. And could do it themselves. And could do it themselves because I worked in a physician's office, you know, have I had to go to work every day when it started, you know, I had no choice, but I was a single parent. My ex didn't even think for a second that he would hey, be in charge of that. That right, he would be in wedding. charge of that, that <clears throat> he would have, you know, any part of, you know, having any part of helping the kids lives the children, and educating right. the children. He just went to work every day and didn't even think about it. Right. And like, I think maybe three or four months into it, he was like, shot me a text and he was like, Oh yeah. Hey, how is that going for you guys over there? And I'm like, Oh yeah. Fuck you. Thanks for showing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking great. Like I'm coming home and taking off my scrubs on the front porch and like, you sanitizing know, them outside. Exactly. Yeah. I'm putting on a robe that I'm leaving by the front door and not hugging the children until I take a shower. And then, you know, it's pretty fucking terrifying. Thanks very much for asking. You know, See, it's great. And then we were on the opposite end where, like, Malcolm was supposed to be doing distance learning. And we, he was in first fucking grade. And we couldn't take it. And I ended up switching. We did, well, so it was Awful. kindergarten that he was doing distance learning. And then for first grade, we, we did homeschool. Because I was mm-hmm. like, I can, 
safely assume that I'm smarter than a six-year-old, right? I got yeah, this. you can handle that, right? You can teach and me we to did, read. We did um, the first half of first grade. We did homeschool. Yeah, and it was easier than like logging into the computer and like having to have him sit in front of a screen for Absolutely. eight hours. But it also. Um, it was something that I could only do because I was a state rep and apparently as a state rep, I was not an essential worker because we were the first people to be like, fuck you, bye. (laughs) Yeah, amazing, right? The minute COVID started, we were like, I think we're going to go home. And people were like, oh, you're going to work from home? And we're like, no. No, we're just going to go home. No, I'm going to go We're going to put up $65,000 worth of plexiglass. And then we're going to back. We're going to vote on three bills. And then we're never going to come back. Yeah. And by the way, it was adorable. It was $260,000 worth of plexiglass. Oh, shit. Just so we're on Wow, I was really wrong on that now. And I remember. We've already proven I'm bad at math. Bye, guys. But I also do remember when they first installed it. And I looked at the Republican. And I went, because it was just, it was just a you in front of you, right? So it's yeah. like your left, your front, your right. But like the person but not sitting right next to you. You're no, like, no, you, 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 did, you did have plexiglass between you and your seatmate, but the top is open and yeah. the back is open. And I remember saying to the Republicans, thank God COVID doesn't know how to travel backwards. Right. Because you're not sitting on your desk. You're sitting right. in a chair like, behind your We'd desk. all be dead. Thank God COVID yeah. doesn't know how to travel like over our heads or behind us because then we'd all be fucked and these plexiglass yeah. would be a waste of money and time. Um, we there There is one bit outside of, yo, this this is why I posed so few questions because I knew with the strong cocktails. I really like talking a lot. No, we just haven't covered any of the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we need to get Lenny talking, by the way. We have so, like, totally well, taken over the conversation. All right. Well, here's here's a question. Like, what are you going to do if you lose? Because this is now the second time that you're running against Dominic. So this could go either way. And, I mean, you were very fucking close the last time. And you didn't really have the same structure and apparatus as you do this time running. Like, you have the co-op. You have a lot of backup. Like, So, last time I ran... It, we built the plane while we were flying. <laughs> That's okay. Here's yeah. the engine. No, seriously, we built the plane. Me and Lucy built the plane while we were flying. Um, it was really, uh, it was a trip. I was raising money going door to door. Like I would make the call, go to the next canvas, make the call to raise money, go to the next door. <laughs> um, every week we were like, it was like shooting craps if we had enough money to make it through. But think about what we did. Seriously. Within 300 votes. 300 fucking votes. That's boss. And I life. can tell you. I and you just, spent way less than he. He spent 350000 <laughs> I spent seventeen. <laughs> that is amazing. He went, he went shopping for Calvin Klein. I bought Levi. <laughs> Reminder, when Janet Walsh, my mother, was getting all those mailers from, what's the Warwick guy that ran against General, that General Rourke ran against? McCaffrey. McCaffrey. And my mom was getting five, six mailers a day. And yep. she goes to me, how much is this job? And I went, $15,000 a year. And she goes, this man has sent me half a million dollars in mailers. Why do you want it so bad? Yeah. I'm inherently suspicious no, but, of why you want it so bad. Exactly. That's what I said to the press. If you're spending $350,000. It's because you don't have the skill. 
No, but he's spending $350,000 for it. He gets $32,000 a year. Yeah, because he gets double. He gets double. As the Senate, Senate president. president. Right? Right? Uh, which is still like but barely why, $15 an hour. Right, yeah, exactly. Why would you spend that kind of money if something didn't come with it? Right. Influence. Yeah, but it's not influence. There's got to be more than Bribery. That. State jobs. Put your tinfoil hats on, folks. Tinfoil hat time. Tinfoil hat no, time. No, it isn't. So, all right. Great so for life. I... Cover your tits. <laughs> Cover your Wrap it before you tap it. So, all right. So, let's go back to what you asked me. What would I do if I lose this time? Are you gonna keep running like Jen does just to like spite Elaine oh, Morgan? No. Are you gonna spite Elaine Morgan? I'm gonna spite no, 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 no. no. run until 2200. Like, I, or are you gonna pull a Mora of like, oh, oh, I lost? Okay, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you forever. I'm out, never coming back. No, no, no. I know what I'm gonna do if what I are you doing? I'm gonna, I know what I'm gonna do if I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna be that, like that mosquito in the sum up. <laughs> That you can't kill, but then you walk in the house and you're all bitten up. Like all I'm gonna do is just keep throwing jabs out there and 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 keeping the conversation open. Seriously, and, no, and, and it matters. It, it really, really does. really does. I mean, we—they're cockroaches, and they oh, can't. They, they love scatter you. when the fucking lights come on. Well, we are gonna get. We are gonna get, <laughs> we are gonna get into the fact that people love you because let's talk about this. Here's how you know. When your opponent is fucking terrified. Yeah, I think that there's some okay. clues now, here. Now, here's the thing that you got to know as people who are not necessarily political insiders. As the incumbent, you never talk about the competition. Yeah. The competition does not exist. You are queen bitch and everybody else is just that guy who's running against me. That is like politics 101. Yeah. Now, if you are the challenger... You want to constantly bring up your name and you want to constantly bring up the name of the person that you're running against so that people start to associate in their brains that you are the better option, whatever, to this person. Right. But, like, this is straight up, like, basic, like, 101 candidate shit. Exactly. If you're the incumbent, you don't have a fucking opponent. Yeah. You are running against you. Unless. If you're the incumbent, you are the king's shit. Unless. Here's the exception. If your opponent is like objectively a dumb fuck and murder someone like super dumb terrible dumb background shit. mad scandals that's when you constantly bring up your opponent's name yeah. with the dumb shit they're attached to aka rubbers rogerio like if i were running against dominic i would never call him dominic i would only call him Rubbers Rogerio. Rogerio. Yeah, but you know what? It, it's it's it, that that. You're a more mature person than no, I am. No, no, no. <laughs> that's baked in. You, that's baked in with him, and it, and, and it's it's. His I reputation it precedes him. Then, no, I don't. I don't believe in attacking somebody on what their personal life. You're just going to attack him based on his policy, See, which yeah. also there's plenty of material there. I, so, I understand. And I will that. say, if I were going to write. An article, say, about my opposition, and I were the incumbent, I would make sure that I write something that is inherently true and factual. Mm, that doesn't have to be fact-checked. Before we get to the fact-checking, I feel like we should go in chronological order for those of our listeners who don't necessarily tune into all the political stuff, right? So, Lenny, you wrote an article to, was it the Valley Breeze? Yes. Um, 
about your opponent, which again, political discourse says, if you are the challenger, it is a really good idea to consistently bring up your opponent's name with your name in the mix so that people associate your names together so that when they see it on the ballot, they know that you are the alternative to your opponent. Which is why it makes perfect sense for you to have written an article to the Valley Breeze about the incumbent, Dominic Ruggiero. Why don't you give us just like a little flavor of like what the vibe was about that article? All right. So Dominic wrote, um, Senator, Senator Ruggiero wrote a article in the Providence Journal called A Transitional Year 2022. And he gave us all his what he wanted to do in that year and how he had he had a awakening and he was going to be progressive and he was going to move forward forward with that would have been great 10 years ago but so i looked at that article and i started to think and i said you know how you're taking my platform this is what i ran on right Right. Mm-hmm. Education is an investment in the future. All of a sudden you want to do pre-K, um, investing in small businesses, creating a s- strong tax structure for small businesses. So that and if they gave their their um, employees living wages and benefits, they would get a tax cut. Everything that I ran on hit was mm-hmm. in this article. So I said, well, let's do some fact checking and let's see what you actually voted for. So um, like. He was all of a sudden he was worried about the climate, yet he gave Exxon Mobil a big tax break, mm. an international company, a big tax break. And he forced, in Rhode Island, in Rhode Island, and forced it through the Senate. That was part of his budget. Yeah. Um, he has uh, Hammond, I always say his name wrong. I'm sorry. Nick Hammond. Nick Hammond. Nick Hammond. Oh, yeah. Right? That's one of his that that, scumbag. Yep. That was there. And then also, um, he in the twenty. I'm sorry. I want to make sure I get these years right so that there's not an editorial next to this podcast. In 2018, 2019 budget, he did drastic cuts to Medicaid and Medicare while closing up to the big pharmaceutical and medical companies. And just for just for reference, that's why nursing homes are in the, the predicament they are now mm-hmm. because the reimbursements are so low right. that they can't afford to keep. They can't afford to give their workers higher pay rates and all that. So I did this article. Well, two weeks later, Senator Ruggiero lost his fucking mind. Yeah. Now, here's where we get into the political. Like, this guy has been in politics since, like, the fucking 90s. How do you? 1984. Oh my God, the eighties! That's 80s. even worse. I was yes, way I was too much of a ten years old. Um, you should know by now that you should not ever give your fucking non-incumbent opponent this much oxygen. The headline: CEO's anti-business agenda will hurt small business and drive inflation. Bro, you put his name in the headline. Get your shit together. Come on, come on. Dominic, get it together. This entire article is the verbal equivalent of a tantrum. Like he's fully losing his shit here. I want to just include like a couple of quotes. Um, 
Meanwhile, uh, Mr. CEO pays thousands of dollars in membership dues to the opaque Rhode Island Political Cooperative. The co-op is a for-profit political consulting firm and think tank that shrouds itself in secrecy while perpetuating a socialist legislative agenda. Lenny, this brings me to, to one of our next questions. When did you decide to join the progressive Illuminati and who <laughs> invited you? Was it Beyonce? Was it Oprah? Was it Jay-Z? I am a member of the co-op and I had no concept that we were like a shadowy evil organization with a layer in a abandoned volcano. Like what made you decide to join this socialist shadowy Illuminati organization. I have no, I didn't even know it was that. Right? You're like, I just thought it was Democrats. I feel like I'm part of shady religion right now. Like a Scientologist. Is that what you're saying? We're Scientologists. Scientologists? I'm not sure. No, it's... it's, Are we going to be jumping on couches? What drew you, like, like, what drew you to the co-op? It was the first organization that gave me the support that I needed to run for office. End of story. Weird. So, like, because you're saying like that, the Democratic like... Party had, like, given a shit about you as a lifelong Democrat that you might not have needed to resort to something that had never before been tried or executed. Yep. That's we, so we announced on the same day. Remember that? I Up do. At the State House. I do remember that. That was, like, such a high quality. And you threw me to the wolves. You I let did? me go out first. You had to be last, Billy. You know what it was? <laughs> this more headlined that night. It wasn't even. You know, this is. All right. Because I never <laughs> intend on running for politics again. And because I now work in Don't school. Don't say never. Listen, I mean Oh, never, it's never. Okay? She's done. When Jeff Levy posted on Twitter. Jim Langevin is retiring. Maura, are you going to take a seat? I said, Jeff, my boss just told me that he loves and appreciates me. You are fucking high if you think I'm ever going back to public service. Never. No, see, I think public service is the best thing you can ever do. I really do. I truly believe that. Give it in its purest form. She's an education now, though. She's very happy. And I did, I I feel like I treat politics like prison. I served my time. (laughs) I did my time. I did my my nickel. Um, But no, literally, like, it is great. It's a hard lesson to learn, particularly as a woman. It is great to sacrifice in order for the greater good, right? Mm -hmm. But there has to be a boundary that you draw. And one of the best things that my kid told me when I was feeling so guilty about losing at the state house, when I was feeling so guilty about getting an out of politics job and like doing, you know, doing me for the first time in many, many years, my son said to me, I loved the work castle. That's what he called the state house, Mm -hmm. the work castle. He said, I loved the work castle, but you're funny now. And I wasn't fun as a representative, because when you fuck up as a rep or a Senator, it's not just like, a, Oh, well I fucked up and you go home. Like you go home knowing that 200,000 people don't have a place to sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. When you fuck up as a rep, the stakes are so much higher. And there was a thing that I said today at work where we were talking about the new mask mandates and how masks were possibly coming down and this, that, and the other. And I said, I am so grateful that this is not my fucking job anymore. That I can just look to the expert and be like, tell me what to do. 
Because as a parent and a politician, it was terrifying to be making these decisions for my own child. So to be making them for all of the parents of all the children in Rhode Island was so goddamn stressful. I was giving myself a fucking stomach ulcer. So like, while I appreciate the work that I did at the state house and the things that came out of it, like I am so grateful to not be going back there because it is a personal sacrifice. And that's why I think every person that's willing to throw their hat in the ring and run for office, because like it is at, it is to your detriment. There is nothing in it for you at this point in time to be running for office. And that's how I know you're a good person that you're fucking doing it anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I just see public service as one of one, something bit larger than yourself. I, oh, really, yeah. Yeah. I really do. No, I, I, I'm honest with you. I, I see public service as something larger than yourself. And to think about all the people that you can actually help. And it, it I, 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 I don't know. I, it's a maybe job I'm for wrong. an empath. It's the only reason why I do it. I mean, I have no, I have no skin in the game. It has nothing to do with me. I, I, it's not for me. It's for everyone else. And I think it's hilarious that Mora is wearing a shirt right now that says "Nope, <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, done." And I think we do need to circle back and say after the after the the little blurb that Mora just read from this article. There is an editor's note that says, you know, editing Ruggiero's comment about the political cooperative, it does say that the group is a nonprofit organization, but is treated as a for-profit by the IRS. So, you know, to... Um, Lenny, did they have to fact check your article? Not at all. Oh, they didn't, what do they you didn't know? have to put asterisks at the bottom. Are there any other fact checks, Jen? Uh, it does not appear that there are any other fact checks, thankfully. Well, but hit me with the comments, though, because here's what I thought was hilarious, is that Lenny's, is hilarious. Article, Lenny's article had zero comments, which on the internet is a fucking anomaly. Because yes. the only time that people comment is when they're furious with you. So if nobody yeah. comments, that means that nobody's mad at you, and that blows my fucking mind. <laughs> so there are, there are comments on Ruggiero's article, and the, the ones that really stand out are hilarious. That shrouds itself in secrecy while perpetuating a socialist legislative agenda, in quotes. Had to check if you were a Republican after saying this, because that sounds like an Alex Jones quote. <laughs> but you're actually a Democrat. I feel like this piece might be a plant by this Lenny guy to make himself look like a normal person who doesn't sound like an insane AM <laughs> And then the next comment is, damn, a $19 minimum wage? That's almost enough to live on. <laughs> Maybe even support a family on. Obviously, it's not actually enough, but it's nice to dream. Wanting more businesses when they don't even pay people a living wage kind of defeats the point of said business, my guy. <gasps> I love that. I, I love, love that so much. And then, you know, the fact that somebody even went out of their way to say that is kind of amazing. I like that quote. Well, and this just shows like how out of touch these lifelong politicians really? are with the real world. Because I don't know what Dominic Ruggiero does for like an actual job. There's no way he's living off of I don't. Like, what does he do for year? work? Um, but I love the idea that these people are like, $19 an hour is too much. And I'm like, cool, how much do you make an hour? Like $70 an hour? Like, I remember right. 
I had a very, very, very rich boyfriend when I first started getting into labor organizing, which is probably why we broke up. <laughs> because he used to constantly be like, $15 a fucking hour? What burger flipper deserves $15 an hour? All of them. He was sad. Yeah, but those very same. All right, those very same people that bitched about tipping and all that stuff. Where are they? Like, where's all those people now? They moved on, right? They all they 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 said to you, if you want a living wage, like I am so grateful that go I get, get another live. job. Go get an, and they did. And they did. And, they did. and, and that and is now like, they're bitching that they can't get their burgers fast. I know. am so grateful that I get to live through this because when I first started advocating for waitress wages, that was what I overwhelmingly heard from the Senate. Well, if it's so shitty, why don't you get another job? So, and I remember at the testimony saying, one day, all of us waitresses are going to take you up on that. And you will never be able to go out to eat again. And I am so grateful that I got to live through this moment in history where waitresses are like, you know what? No, fuck you, boss. I'm yep. not coming. We're so, out. And the same thing happened with nurses and healthcare workers. Yes. yes. They took us for granted for years. Yeah. Years and years. That, that was and always, all of a sudden, we were, now essential. Essential. we were always going to be there. We're always going to be there. We're always going to be working. We were always going to be there for you. Yeah. Mm. And we are. Turns out. We don't go into this profession not to be there. Right? Right. Yep. Right? We're always there. there. We're always there. I well, work every day. Yep. And guess what happened? After the pandemic, they said, either pay us or we're leaving. Or leaving. Yeah. And they left. Yep. Yeah. And they walked away because- yep. You, you, and they deserve to. I don't. I don't want any of our listeners to feel like, oh, it's because nurses are assholes. No, it's because no. we were assholes to them, to them for so fucking long, and they were so goddamn patient with us yep. for so fucking long. But like a waitress, there are only so many times where you can look me in the eye and say, "Fuck you." What are you gonna do about it? What yep. am I gonna do about it? I'm gonna quit, bitch. Yep. I'm and they quit. did, and good and for them. And they did, yep. and good for them. And good for them. Yeah. And it is so nice to be able to see this. But, like, also bringing it back to the Dominic Ruggiero thing is, like, when you live outside of this window for so long, when your bills, when you know your bills are paid, when you know your rent is paid, when you know you're going to get paid for the work that you do, you become so accustomed to this lifestyle that you start to feel like people who don't have this, it's their fault. It's their problem. Yeah. Right? And so it is hilarious to me. That Dominic Ruggiero put out an article saying, I'm not raising taxes on the 1%. Nobody wants that. I'm not raising taxes. Who has ever wanted that? And within a fucking week, his right-hand man, Mike McCaffrey, McCaffrey, threw him face first under the bus and signed on to one of the most extreme um, tax bills that we have seen in years yeah. come out of Rhode Island State House, which is 8.99% tax rate on anybody making 500000 or more, which is fucking hilarious to me because two years ago when we suggested like a 6% tax rate on a million dollars or more, they told us that we were fucking assholes. And now... Two years later, yeah. you're up to 8.9 and you've lowered the fucking thresholds. Oh, how the tides have fucking turned. Maybe more of you need to do polling because this is what this feels like, right? Is that a couple of people were smart enough to do the actual fucking survey and be like, 
What is it that Rhode Islanders want instead of me just assuming that I fucking know? It is all absolutely adorable to me that within a week of this fucking article of Rogerio being like, this asshole Lenny, yeah. this asshole Lenny wants to raise taxes. And all of a sudden his right hand man is like, I think it's hilarious that it is blowing up on Twitter as we speak, quoting Lenny's article as we speak on Twitter. Lucky fucking. Oh my god! Look at that. He must must feel so dumb. No, he must feel like Sandra Lee in the shower at Psycho. Fuck. Oh my god. This is so sad. So fucking hilarious and sad. And hilarious and sad. And we're just sitting here drinking our martinis and having a good laugh. Like this is, I mean. Love it. Karma's a bitch, and if I'm very well-behaved, God will let me watch. Yeah. Um, could not be better timing. Literally could not be better timing. Literally. I'm going to... So, now... 2-11-22. I, I do want to ask, because this is a burning question um, that I feel like now we're in this place where there are a fuck ton of LGBTQ candidates and sitting reps and senators, and I just want to know, like... What are we as a community going to do to make the state house gayer? When we walk in, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want the music to play. I feel pretty. Oh, oh so, so pretty. pretty. We should provide our pretty own soundtracks. Yes. 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 Like, I want yes. to replace, I want to replace, like, all of the American flags, pride flags, and just, like, watch the Republicans short circuit and lose their shit. That would be nice. Um, also. Yeah, but you know what? No. <laughs> And some of the Democrats, and oh also some of the Democrats. Oh my god! Ugh. We got him too drunk, you guys. God, can we be... replace the fucking carpets with hardwoods too? Oh, carpets are hideous. I, I, <laughs> I'm a lesbian, so all I want to fix is the landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we can trim the carpets down a little bit. Hey, and I'm a gay man, so I just want to make it that exterior, like everything. Yeah, open, 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 open floor plan. Open floor plan. We can depilatory it a bit. No, seriously, when you walk in, I feel pretty, so pretty. Well, and like, there's just, there's so much about that place that is like so fucking stuffy and crusty to the point where like any small amount of like sunshine and pizzazz like freaks them the fuck out. Like, I remember when they did that entire article about my tattoos. It is. Remember when they were like, oh my God, she has tattoos. Is she going to be able to legislate? Oh no. But you know what I would actually love if we did in the state house? Get a drag queen to dress up like Jackie Kennedy, walk through the state house, walk through the state house. And show all the history there and say how we have to remodel it and do all that. Oh my gosh, she should give state house tours. We should have a drag a jack drag tour. Yes. Can we, we like drag, drag brunch? But like state. drag tours at the state house. You know what I always we would, let's you know what you need to have to raise taxes. Tour. That alone. Which that is alone. so impressive. It would be like pay-per-view. One of the things that I always wanted to do, TikTok drag tour. I wanted to pretend 
that I knew the history of the state house and not. give like a <laughs> fake tour to the children and be like, and this is another old crusty white man. And his contribution was he stopped talking and everybody was so happy. <laughs> like I, every time we did like a real legitimate state house tour, like in the back of my mind, I thought about how fun it would be to just like make up a fully like a bullshit tour. Because what the fuck? graders they're not gonna know the goddamn they don't know who nathaniel green is okay what, what are you gonna call me on it what are you gonna do call my bluff i don't fucking think so boss cynthia tried to try to do like a black history of state house tour the other day and, and it was the only black history there was it was mlk it was it's like not one, even any black person from rhode island it was bus. just that was a it. national black person it was one bust of MLK. All right. We holy shit! How the fuck have we gone through an entire hour already? Okay, we are gonna give. Wow. You, we're gonna give you the last All right. ten minutes. One question. What do you have? One? Oh no! Oh, just, I was gonna say we're gonna give you the last ten minutes to be dictator of Rhode Island. Okay, so here's how this works. This is my favorite. There's no House. There's no Senate. You're in charge. Whatever the fuck you say goes. Okay, so the entire Rhode Island budget is at your disposal. The only caveat is you can only affect change within the state of Rhode Island. Like, you can't change a federal law. You can't change a federal statute. Okay, so dictator of Rhode Island, you don't have to pass anything through the House and Senate. Whatever the fuck you say goes. Give me your top three. Top three? Top three. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First of all. No more telephone poles. Everything underground. Think how pretty that yes. was. Oh my god! I love underground utilities. No, the aesthetic of that would be great. And also, so many less car crashes, and then you wouldn't have like as many power outages during storms and stuff. Love it. Never thought of that. Go for it. I have All underground right. utilities. So All right, Elon. Love it. They're very clever. Dig us tunnels. <laughs> number two. Number two. Um. Oh my god! Number two. It's hard. I know. I, I know. I they don't have this to all the time. Priority order, just so we're clear. I know. I understand that, but I started at the top. You're not allowed to use a mystery. All right. So, um, okay, okay. Um, uh, um, low. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, low rail. Low, light rail. Light rail. Yeah. What's that? Light rail, like tr mass transit. Trains. Like, trains. Yeah, trains. but light rail within within this, the whole state. Like everywhere. Like oh yeah, like mass transit, light rail everywhere. Right. Well, and isn't that like way cheaper because like the the electricity is way cheaper than the gas? Or yeah, whatever? but think about it. You go out drinking and take a light rail home Ooh. and not call Uber. Oh no, I love. And then the money goes love to the state. It. And it goes to a private entity. What a what a fucking concept. Okay, All right. number three. N number three. I don't know. <laughs> Free condoms for everyone. Well, say he's a nurse. The fact that he has not brought up healthcare is a little alarming. Uh, no, I mean you're that's at, part of our platform. I'm, anyway. I'm a dictator now, so I don't have to. I'm worry. a dictator now. <laughs> Heal yourselves. Um, Charge your crystals in the river and get it done, bitch. Um, all right, so light, bury the lines, light rail. <clears throat> I don't. What's the third thing I would do? Seriously. Third thing I would do. Oh my God! Make <laughs> make the Superman building into a gay hotel. <gasps> How great would that be? Oh my God! We have our own yes. little gay town. Oh, stop there! Downtown, old downtown Providence would become the new P town. Oh, oh my, my God. God! Yes, I'm so yes. 
also, it would piss Joe off so much because all he's wanted is for downtown to be like quote unquote respectable. And oh my god, this is so not into like the fucking LGBTQ haven of the state would be <laughs> like chef's kiss this. delicious. Chef's kiss delicious. Let's gay this shit. Think the fuck about it. Make, up. make it make it a new gay hotel, sports bar downstairs. And to make that the center attraction, we could have the new, we could have a northern New Orleans. Especially because LGBTQ are one of the highest, like, uh, homeless, insecure populations. Like, LGBTQ youth are some of the highest homeless, insecure populations because they get kicked out of their homes or they get kicked out of group homes. I met, I met somebody up in New Bedford that's setting up a, um, a whole house just for that. Yeah. And I would love to bring that to Rhode Island. That would be magical. Mm. That would be absolutely magical. One of the things that I learned recently that I would really love to do on a statewide level, and it wouldn't just be for one job sector, it would be for everybody. So in New York, they were finding that, I'm pretty sure it was car washes or like gas stations or something along those lines, were at way higher risk of fucking over their employees like of stealing their wages mm-hmm. and doing mm-hmm. things like that and not paying them overtime and not paying them for things like that. So they made a statewide tax on gas stations or car washes or whatever it was. Really? Wherein you had to pay in a certain amount of money. And if at the end of the year you didn't fuck over any of your employees, you got all that money back. But if at the end of the year you had been found to have not given overtime or not given sick days or whatever it was, that came out of the fines that you paid. Because at that point it was assumed that you were going to fuck them over and you had to prove that you weren't going to. And I would love if every fucking industry in the state of Rhode Island, this this is my new dictator clause, is that if we poor people have to rely on a fucking tax credit, so do you rich people. Yeah. Okay. Is that you pay it up front. You pay it up fucking front. And at the end of the year, if we decide that you haven't fucked any of your employees over, you get your money back. back. But the idea was it was to offset the cost of Department Department of Labor and Training, Mm -hmm. who ended up fielding all those complaints from all these people who were like, this person never paid me. This person never paid me. This person never paid me. You have an entire fucking department that's set up just to handle those complaints. Fuck you. Yeah. Why should we be using tax dollars to solve these problems when in reality, you're the asshole. Right. You pay it up front and prove to me that you didn't fuck anybody over and then I'll give it back. And like, that's my new dictator of Rhode Island is every industry from fucking waitresses all the way up to stock yep. and shop workers. You know what? You have okay. a fund. You pay You have fund. a fund that you pay into and you pay into the me. asshole fund. The asshole fund. You pay and into the asshole. asshole. You pay into the motherfucker fund. The motherfucker if fund. If you're not a you're motherfucker, you get your money back. If you're a motherfucker, well, that's a rough hit. If you pay, if you are a motherfucker, you're a motherfucker. All right. Lenny Give us what what's your pitch? What's your act blue? What's your Twitter? Where can we find you and give you money and roast Dominic Ruggiero to your face so it makes your day? Oh, it's um uh I'm on Twitter. It's uh Lenny for Rhode Island dot com and that's, that's your Twitter? Twitter I don't I, yeah, I I'm gonna find you Lenny for Rhode Island. It's not Lenny for Rhode Island dot com, that would be your website, right? Yeah, that's my website. Sorry. Listen, we're drunk. It's all good. All right, so what? So what's your act? He's at Lenny for R-I. Four spelled out, not the number. Yes, it's Lenny, F-O-R-R-I, on Twitter. And he's Lenny for R-I on Facebook. 
And his act blue is, I'm going to check that out too. Hold on. Well, actually, you can probably find him on the co-op website. Yeah, yeah but if you go to uh, Rhode Island Political Co-op. Yeah, but it's my, uh, just my, it's, Act Blue is just my name, Lenny Seal. Um, so so if you're tired of your Senate president stealing condoms when his brain is fully formed, just know you have <laughs> another option. Um, are, are there any plugs that we have this week, Jen? I have not a one. Yeah, I actually don't think we have any plugs this week, which is weird for us. Also, we're literally getting timed out by our recording. That's how long this fucking episode was. I love it. Um, Stay safe. Get vaccinated. Listen to the fucking experts. You're not as smart as you think you are. (laughs) No one is. And go be a good neighbor today.